0: Welcome to Highly Questionable. Sarah Spain has four hands. It's a little strange, but she's handsy today. It's Friday. We're going into the holidays. Izzy is very excited, wearing a tuxedo jacket of some sort. Let's get started here.
1: Did Giannis prove he's clearly a cut above LeBron at this point?
0: You do not take out the three-time champion in game 29 of a regular season, but Giannis did give us the spiciest, coolest moment so far of the season, putting this crown on his head to say, hey, the crown, I'm coming for it, King James. He beats the Lakers. These are two clearly the two best teams in the league so far this season, even though Jay Williams has put out the stat that the Lakers are 18-0 and against sub-500 teams and only 6-5 and five against 500 or better teams, but that doesn't really matter when you think Anthony Davis didn't even play in that game against the Pacers that represents a loss. This is the guy that you want to see through physical growth and game evolution be the turnaround jumper guy and the three-point specialist. He hit five of them last night that comes after LeBron James and goes back to the previous paradigm in the NBA where you only need one star sometimes if that star is good enough.
1: And that's exactly what I went into this game looking for. Can the one star, the MVP match with the two stars and the Lakers have? And Giannis basically said, yeah, I can, because there isn't one single guy that can guard him on that Lakers team. That includes Anthony Davis. With Anthony Davis as the nearest defender, Giannis still scored 14 points. That's the second most Anthony Davis has given up all season long. And then you look at the other side of it, right, the defense. Well, the Lakers like to go in the post. The Bucks don't allow that. They would much rather you shoot threes. Anthony Davis, LeBron James, you need another playmaker from the perimeter. The Lakers don't have that. What's most amazing to me about both of these teams, though, last week you had Frank Vogel, the Lakers coach, say the key to unlocking their potential is Anthony Davis shooting five threes a game. And now you've got Giannis on the other end making five threes against Anthony Davis. This league has evolved so much, those two freak athletes are going to be shooting threes in the finals. And whoever hits the most is probably going to win it.
2: Those are all great statistics. You guys provided a lot of really good information about this game. But you both ran away scared from the question, which is, Mm. is Giannis Antetokounmpo heads and shoulders or a cut above or cream of the crop or whatever the heck the wording of it was? (laughs) And... He's 17 years. Right, right. He's 10 years younger than LeBron James. He's, you know, not got 17 years of the NBA under his belt. He's a guy who comes in fresher, obviously, than LeBron and with more focus on perhaps regular season games than LeBron because LeBron knows that the good stuff comes later. That being said, he looks amazing. They tried to take away his points in the paint, and he was able to be successful from outside, which has been the biggest knock on his game thus far, even though I don't know how you knock a guy that's built like him for not being great at three-point shooting. But that's where we're at here with the current NBA is the expectation to do everything, and Giannis can't. Is he better than LeBron? I don't know. Institutional knowledge is important there.
0: Once upon a time, LeBron James had to evolve the entirety of his game when in a finals against J.J. Barea, he wouldn't do anything against him in the post. What you've just seen from Giannis, where you see the physical evolution of his game, he's embarrassed by what Kawhi specifically did to shut him down last year, and he doesn't want to leave any openings for anybody in any part of his game to be able to do that to him again.
1: Such a strong point, Dan, for a man in...
0: Such a plain-looking jacket. Wow. He does look so much sharper than me, doesn't he? He also looks like the maitre d' in the Scarface nightclub.
2: I mean, can we talk about my jacket? Speaking of jackets that are fire, Mm -hmm. I mean, congratulations on your tux and your blue jacket. Mine has (laughs) flowers and gold on it. There's a flower on the back of it.
1: We are dressed so much better than Dan, Sarah.
2: Obviously. That's clear.
1: Is Josh Allen better than Tom Brady right now?
0: (laughs) Oh, come on now. Injured Tom Brady? Injured Tom Brady has had a rough eight-week stretch here. But let's check in with Josh Allen in the most recent game, a win against Pittsburgh where they proved... Put up 17 points. He is so inaccurate and mm. reckless. I want you to see from another anger here how scared Cole Beasley and how used to Cole Beasley is. I don't want this football. Ugh. I don't want to be around this football. It's around the middle, and my quarterback doesn't protect me. Josh Allen has been bad against Bill Belichick, and Bill Belichick exposes reckless quarterbacks. And furthermore, I would not want Josh Allen anywhere around Stephon Gilmore. Something bad is going to happen when those two things combust together.
2: Over the course of the whole season, Tom Brady has more touchdowns, fewer interceptions, more yards, a better passer percentage, all the things that you would expect. But since mid-November, I don't have to look up whether he's above or below Josh Allen, because he is below everyone. Tom Brady Hmm. has been the worst quarterback since mid-November in the league across almost every important statistical category. So right now, is Josh Allen better than Tom Brady? statistically maybe, although you're then forgetting all of the years and experience Tom Brady that brings into this game that allows him to outperform a guy like Josh Allen, who, like you mentioned, Dan, is going to be schemed against by Bill Belichick in ways that he's never imagined or seen before. But if Josh Allen can avoid the big mistakes and if the offensive line can protect him, which is huge because he is far more accurate when he's not under pressure, then I think that he and the Bills offense can do enough to get past a Patriots offense that's been statistically worse for them for the last six weeks.
1: Look, nobody's going to say he's better than, even though since week four, like Sarah said, he has been statistically better than Tom Brady. But none of those numbers really matter, right? Because what he needs to do is win the game. What he needs to do is have a presence in the division. What he needs to do is not a few weeks from now be an afterthought as Tom Brady continuously goes through the playoffs, this is going to. This has been year after year after year. We've seen a lot of the Josh Allen's. What I love about him is he has been taking away those interceptions. He's still been a little bit reckless. The interceptions haven't been there, and he can use his legs. He's not great under pressure, which is odd. You would think he would just get away from there and, and run for his life, but he can get away from the pocket. And so, if you're bringing that pressure, fine. I'm going to take advantage of my legs. I don't think the statistics matter. I just think if he actually can beat Tom Brady, then people will say, "Wow, this guy is something in this division." And we haven't seen that for like 20
0: years. One of the things you have to pay attention to here, because I know the Kansas City Chiefs just beat New England in New England, but Josh Allen trying to go into that place, when he doesn't have a game-winning drive on his resume that any of us remember, you do not trust him late in the game to do the things you expect from Tom Brady, you're still going to trust an injured Tom Brady, and he has not been right for a while now, he's been on the injury report for weeks, you're still going to trust in that game situation when both teams need to have the game. The guy who's injured, and you've seen do it before against the guy that you've never seen do it, is a little reckless and might be the worst quarterback headed into these playoffs.
2: The only problem is, Dan, the reason that you haven't seen it is because you're not watching the Bills, because Josh Allen is actually tied for the NFL lead in game-winning fourth-quarter drives, along with Russell Wilson. It's just no one talks about it because no one cares about the Bills, unless we're making fun of how bad they are.
0: That would have been a good fact to have, but that's the first time the Bills have been in prime time all season. I'm sure as hell not watching them at the 1 o'clock games during the Red Zone channel. Not when they're scoring 17 points and winning 17-16.
1: Do you now believe that the Rockets can beat the Clippers in the playoffs?
0: If the Rockets make a bunch of their threes, they can beat anybody in the playoffs. That was a fun game. They played against the Clippers last night. The Clippers had all the energy in the building, the momentum toward the end of that game. And then James Harden just took it because he makes these ridiculous shots, being guarded like no one in the history of the league has been guarded as soon as he comes over half court, and there's still no stopping it. The thing that I thought was most interesting about last night's game, and it was a bit jarring to see, is that as James Harden was great late and wasn't great, early. Kawhi Leonard was terrible late. They needed him to do something at the end of that game, and all he did was take bad shots and turn the ball over. It was a bit startling to see, because I'm not used to seeing that guy be anything other than poised in important situations.
1: Ah, the one-game sample in December, Dan. This is where we figure everything out. And yes, I do believe that the Clippers have a long way to go. Their offense, while their numbers were good, doesn't seem like it's as good as it could be down the road. They're going to have a little bit more structure, etc. But what was interesting about the Rockets, and you heard Doc Rivers say it afterward, they paid too much attention to James Harden, and then Russell Westbrook broke free and had 40. Russell Westbrook had 40, Dan. You didn't even bring it up. That dude is doing things like he was doing in Oklahoma City yesterday, and that's because the Clippers were paying too close attention to james harden and aren't the clippers the team best equipped to handle james harden one-on-one if you don't throw Kawhi leonard at him you throw paul george at him you irritate him with pat beverly and yet they still fell for this and so if that's the case and it wasn't an inefficient game for james harden it wasn't like he was putting up 30 times to get his 26 if russell westbrook can sort of take advantage of the other parts of the game when all eyes are on james harden that team can probably beat anybody
2: yeah, that's the point, and as you bring up, it is a one-game sample, but the reason that I think you can look at last night's game and try to project forward to a playoff series is because what you've already seen in the course of this short beginning to the season is how much Russell Westbrook has adjusted to being out on a court with James Harden and how that's affected his ability to take over. You mentioned the 40 points last night. He's doing that because he's working out how to fill in the spaces when James Harden is getting all the attention. You add into that that their second-half defensive effort was the reason that they won this game instead of the offensive onslaught that we're used to seeing from the Rockets and you can picture a team that will continue to develop its pieces and figure out how to work together and absolutely be able to challenge the Clippers in a playoff series of course over the course of the season the Clippers are also going to evolve and you mentioned that Izzy we need to see these pieces learn how to play well together and be able to maximize the talent that they've got as well but this Rockets team is not nearly as inefficient as many people thought they would be in adding this piece like Westbrook because he's patiently figuring out how to be effective there.
0: All right, but both of you are ignoring something, and he was critical of my point, so allow me to be critical of the fact that while he did mention Russell Westbrook and I did not, he did not mention and she did not mention that Russell Westbrook was 13 for 31 last night. Doc Rivers decided to let him take the shots and not James Harden, because James Harden will put 50 on you, and he let Westbrook get his 40 on 31 shots.
2: And how did that work out for them? (laughs) Yeah, they lost
0: at the end, but it it wasn't because Westbrook was making the shots at the end. It was because Harden was. Eight turnovers as well. You guys didn't mention that either. Eight turnovers from Russell Westbrook. Stop doing research. Coming up next on my soul, Stevie Shaw. He's not going to be good at basketball, is he? Wow, those shorts. Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. So many things here. Uh, (laughs) Why is he wearing shorts from 1992? (laughs) Is what he, is, is his he wingspan? By McDonald's?
2: Nice dime.
1: Can we get some statistics on his wingspan? <laughs> that looks significantly shorter Why than most people. Is
2: wearing my Why? clothes?
1: <laughs> Time to play the game that's happy. It doesn't have to sit next to Dan again until 2020. Do oh, you wow. question?
0: It's not even really a game. They keep right, saying it's a right. game. They've been saying for eight years it's a game. You give us topics and events, we show you funny videos.
1: Do you question? if you expect expected better from Kevin Herter?
0: All right, Kevin Herter was drafted to be like a splash brother, a compliment to Trey Young. The Atlanta Hawks have six victories this season. I think only Golden State has fewer with five. Let's see what happened here with Herter. What happened?
1: All right. Oh. oh, indecisive. Oh,
2: no. Mm, pick oh, one, oh, man.
1: Oh, oh. oh, a little bit of a glitch.
2: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, though, if he was drafted to be like a Steph Curry and they both have about five or six wins, then he's nailing it.
0: Do you question if this is the goalie's fault? We love to shame goalies around here. It does not matter where in the world they are. It doesn't matter what sport they're playing. Here we go out to hockey. We've got Darcy Kemper, and we've got a... Brad Hunt's coming at him. Oh, no. And what happened there? You're going to have to slow it down, as you yeah. often have to do in hockey, so we can all see it. Is this the goaltender's fault?
1: Yes. It is. <laughs> 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 That's going to be my short answer. He yep. seemed to yeah. not stop the yeah. puck from going into the net at yep. that sharp mm-hmm. angle.
0: Therefore against him it's a pretty good goal though pretty good we could give credit to the hunt no
2: listen i'm glad you guys are enjoying this so much this is clearly just a yada 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 so that we can get to this
0: what do we have here more shaming of people more shaming of goaltenders
1: right oh no so- a bunch of shame <laughs> he doesn't
0: not in there. know where it is give me a bunch of goaltender shame not just one goalie
1: more examples of it being the goalie's fault, like when you're taking a break mid-game.
0: What was he doing? What was that guy doing just drinking water? Is Why
1: do they back? even get the what Gatorade are you doing next out to them just so they have a place to put it?
2: What was that? Oh, uh, yes. Get back to and your then... home. Oh, yeah. oh. that All was not these. that goalie's fault.
1: <laughs> All of them the goalie's fault. Do you question if Adam Sandler has game?
0: Adam Sandler. Okay. What sport would Adam Sandler have game in? Uh, he's gonna be terrible at basketball, right? He's not gonna be good at basketball, is he?
2: Wow, those
1: shorts. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So many things here. <laughs> uh, well, Why is nice he wearing form. shorts from nineteen ninety two? What is, it, is, is, is his weight? Sponsored by McDonald's?
2: Woo! Nice dime.
1: Can we get some statistics on his wingspan that looks significantly shorter than most people. Why is he wearing
2: my clothes? That clothes
0: is super baggy. He's wearing, like, stuff that doesn't fit me. Is he doing the white
1: man can't jump thing and just looking terrible so that he can get picked and just ball out? He's hustling here, right?
0: Hustle. Yeah, that is 100% hustling. But let's go back to the third clip, and you will see in the background of the third clip on the third pass that he makes... That is an amazing play. There is someone roaring with laughter at his friends (laughs) because you just let Happy Gilmore do that to you? (laughs) The kid in the back holding the basketball right here. (laughs) Yeah! Mm -hmm.
1: That's the most Adam Sandler has made somebody laugh in about 10
0: years. Oh, no. Wow. Oh, mean joke. Highly questionable. is broadcast from the Clevelander Hotel on beautiful South Beach, Miami.
1: Time to play the game that's Instagram versus reality.
0: Oh, come on, man. Oh, wow. Oh, no. Oh, no. So So close. Are you there? (laughs) Yes. You give us uh, some television shows to watch. We'll tell you if we're intrigued. Sunday at 1 p.m., Ravens and Browns. It seems like a million years ago, but the last time Baltimore lost, Cleveland in Baltimore put 45 on them, blew them out. Uh, one of the great things about Lamar Jackson's emergence is he's getting shine for people like Mark Ingram to be his hype man. Look at this. After the Jets' victory, he takes over the interview after the game.
2: Someone suggested I give you the mic. Can you ask a question? You want to go ahead? Freaky Air,
1: a.k.a. Action Jackson, a.k.a. Era A Apparel. <laughs> Listen, my dog. Hey, Juno, hit him. Hey, Kurt, hit, hit, hit him. Man, you broke Mike Vick's
0: rushing record, Money man. You're the, the AFC back. North champions for
1: the second year in a row. How I feel, man. Tell me how I feel, El Freaky. I um, mean, it feels good, but, you know, we, we got a lot of season left to play, and we got we got two more um, banners to hang up. So you're telling me the story unwritten. Unwritten right now. Book unfinished. <laughs> right. Congratulations, brother, on breaking Mike's Vic record and being the GOAT, the MVP that you are. Send Appreciate it, brother. Bro. Hey, man, Thursday Night Football in America. Back to you in the studio.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like number ninety nine did a better job of telling us all there how that feels than Lamar Jackson did. Izzy, are you intrigued? Oh,
1: absolutely. That is the future of sideline reporting. My next game, I'm going to have Jeff Van Gundy dancing in the background as I yell my questions to somebody.
0: (laughs) Uh, Don't make promises you can't
2: keep, Izzy. Uh, Very, very intrigued. Browns, Ravens. I mean, we have to find out if Bo and Hope are going to get together. Is Christoph still in a coma? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's Days of Our Lives. The Browns, I keep mixing them up. It's the soap opera thing. I I guess the Browns can still make the playoffs. Yeah, uh, they just need to win, and then six more things need to happen. I am very intrigued.
0: Do you think the demo that watches this show (laughs) knows Days of Our Lives (laughs)
2: references? It's the only one I ever watched. I watched for like one summer 18 years ago. I think they're still all on the same characters and storylines, though, so it should track.
0: On Sunday, Chiefs and Bears. Oh, Sarah's got to be very scared. Her Chicago Bears are having Kansas City come in there. She's rooting for bad weather all over the place. Let's go to a clip here. Her Chicago Bears, this is a positive clip, or are we just making fun of the way they exited the playoffs last year? Look, this is positive. Oh, this isn't positive. No, this (laughs) is so close to being positive.
2: They were so close. Yes,
0: so close to being positive. (laughs) Uh. (laughs)
2: He's got a guy uh, yes. right here. Allen Robinson, yes. give him he's the arc. Oh, Robinson's kind of a pro <laughs>
0: bowler. You could have gotten, oh, he's oh, mad at him. No. Let's go back for a second. Real quick here, I just want to watch number 91 again for the Packers. I want you to see the laziest end-of-game defense <laughs> you will ever see from somebody in the history of the league. Just keep an eye on number 91 out there. He is chasing the play meekly from behind. Here he comes, here he comes. Hey, oh around here, not interested in a tackle of any kind. Uh,
1: Izzy, are you intrigued? Listen, Sarah, if you just disassociate yourself from the team altogether, they can't pick on you like that. Just get rid of the fandom. Pick another team.
0: The Packers, they're Never. Good. Sarah's loyal. Excuse me. Uh, I'm Sarah, so sorry. are you intrigued?
2: I a, yeah, I have a spine and some integrity, so it's not that easy for me, <laughs> unlike you, Izzy. Yes, very wow. intrigued. Mitchell Drabisky wow. said this week there are no do-overs in drafting, which is... Clear, otherwise the Bears would have done this one over. But uh, shout-out to my guy, Dylan McCullough, the running backs coach of the Chiefs. Awesome dude. And at least I'll have somebody to root for on Sunday because my Bears aren't going to be earning it.
1: Just got one thing to say to you, Sarah.
0: Oh, here it is. Boom.
2: Roll there it. it is.
0: Roll it. Yes, this is how Chicago's <laughs> last to season ended. <laughs> Listen to it. There are two sounds there. They both sound like failure.
1: New Year's Day on the Science Channel. The Explosion Show.
0: Oh, boy. Oh, no! Oh, I mean, what? <laughs> of course. We always put pain and fire and swords uh, slicing, gelatinous things, because, again, the demo here is not days of our lives, generally. <laughs> so let's see what we have here. In the name of explosions, what do we have? Of course. I hope it's just all this, no words. <laughs> just this. Yes, yes, more of this. Yes! The explosion yes, glorious. Yes, yes! The explosion <laughs> show! <laughs> Creatively named Izzy, are you intrigued? No
1: further description necessary!
0: <laughs> it self-explanatory. Sarah, how about you? No, no for the explosions? No! Yes! Yes! Hey! Yes! Pull the
2: old bakeroo yes! on yes! you! Yes! I am here for explosions! Yes!
0: That's all the time we have for today. Sarah Spain, her podcast, that's what she said. You can catch it on the Levitard and Friends Network also. You can catch her on ESPN Radio. Enjoy the holidays. We're off until Thursday, January 2nd. I'm going to go dive into a tub of cheesecake. How about some more explosions? How about I give you the highly questionable favorite explosion of all time? How about this one? (laughs) Yes! (laughs) There it is right there. Yes! This That's is going to go poorly, obviously. There. That's a bad place for a fire. Oh! fire. Oh! 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 And then he is surprised that it hurts somehow. <laughs> hey. oh. It's
1: not my favorite what? explosion.